Gutter Trash is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. Go to trash. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. This is a bonus episode, a special for you, the listener, free of charge. In addition to your subscription of, of, of all the other free of, stuff, yeah. <laughs> and it's a holiday episode. It is a holiday episode. We are recording Thanksgiving night. Yeah, 2009. 2009. And by night, I mean it is 11 o'clock at night. That's right. All right, after even. Uh, well, I'm oh, yeah, just judging because who the fuck needs to know the exact fucking minute and second of that we're doing this. This is true. Yeah. Okay. Well, yes, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Yeah. And not to them because by the time they get this, we'll be well past Thanksgiving. It'll be like Armistice's Day. Or whatever. Whatever's next. I think or it's Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Because uh, that starts tomorrow. All right. Oh, yeah. Or as you said or, today, Charlie Brown. Well, yeah, it, it starts apparently today, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it started yesterday. Or three weeks ago when I fucking saw people with Christmas lights up already. That's kind of ridiculous. Those people need to be beaten. Kind of ridiculous, yeah. Beaten to death. Well. By midgets. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking, you should be allowed to steal any Christmas decorations and not get a... You know, any sort of reprimand. Right. right. No sort of jail time, no fines. If they're up before. If they're up, yeah. Before, before Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. You, sh- you should be able to steal them. And, you know, they're doing a police report like, what did they steal? He's writing it down. And they're like, well, there was a Frosty the Snowman uh, belt buckle. Uh, there was a belt buckle. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, wearing, they're wearing it on their snowman, you know, like on the snowman in the yard. They've already built a snowman out of leaves because there's no snow yet. And there's a... Rudolph uh, Birdhouse hanging off the porch. You know, your typical fair. And and the and the reporting it to the police officer and he, and he just he just like stops and he's like, Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? It's Thanksgiving. Don't hang that shit up yet. Damn skipping. That's right. No, you can hang it up. Cause my mom has her decorations up already. She had them up a couple weeks ago. But they are not turned on. Okay. They will not be turned on until tomorrow night. Well, that makes sense. That makes total sense. There's this house on the side street by our house, St. Charles, and uh, there's tons of Christmas decorations in the yard. I mean, like, over, like Griswold style, it's right. like so over the top. And uh, I, was, I was like, I'm going to walk by tonight and see it all lit up because I've only seen it in the daytime. Yeah. And I walked by and it wasn't lit up. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But maybe they're adhering to the sunspoken rule you speak of. Yes. Because, you see, it's been uh, reasonably pleasant and, uh, I would say, even warm November. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was like 70 degrees like just a couple weeks ago. Totally take advantage of that shit. Put up your Christmas decorations. Right. But don't turn them on until tomorrow. Makes sense. You yeah. Don't, yeah, you don't want to be climbing around on your roof when there's, like, ice up there. Exactly. Right. 
Although okay. anyone who puts shit on the roof also needs to be beaten to death by midgets. Well, this one had like hot air balloons with like elves in it. Hot air balloons? It, like it was like a fake hot air balloon, but it was like hanging <laughs> off the roof. Like, a, like I'm pretty sure thing. that's not any kind of Christmas myth at all. Uh, maybe there's some sort of lost tome of Santa Claus lore. <laughs> where, like originally he just had hot air balloons. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was ridiculous. But maybe that's why we thought maybe they were just out of town. But maybe they're. Maybe they're, uh, you know, yeah, see, they're it's perfectly their okay. But if you turn them on before then, or as I have seen in a few houses, you've got your fucking Christmas tree up already mm. inside in the window and it's on. Right. Fuck you, die. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Well, I, you know, <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. I, maybe I'm not as harsh on it as you are, but oh, I am. There are fucking rules. Yeah. People need to fucking follow them, and God. Damn it. Don't let any fucking radio station play Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Ah, oh, pisses me off. Even if it's like, you know, Billy Idol Christmas songs? Even if. On the metal station. Or even if. That makes sense. I agree. I agree yeah. with that. Speaking of metal stations, mm-hmm. uh, we have a rock station here in Dayton. 104.7 WTUE. Oh, yeah. It is a typical clear channel bullshit, you know. ACDC. Yeah. 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 And uh, every night at 10, they have uh, the Hair Club for Men, oh, yeah. which they play just uh, hair metal bands. Right. Also known as butt metal. Well, or butt metal or cock rock or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, driving home from Thanksgiving... With my parents, uh, just half an hour ago, uh, I was listening to a CD. I turned it off, and I the radio was on 104.7. Fucking Slayer, South of Heaven, <laughs> on Hair Club for Men. I don't know if it was Hair Club for Men, being wow. Thanksgiving and all. I don't know if they do their their scheduled shows. That's bizarre. But just. In general, Slayer on the radio. Slayer has never been played on WTUE ever. Maybe they're doing one of those things where you pay so much and you get to call in and pay your. You know, oh yeah, one of those things. Yeah. Well, the thing is that the following song was "Up All Night" <laughs> by Slaughter. <laughs> Maybe they're just going uh, reverse alphabetical through their <laughs> CD collection, <laughs> or just. Bands with uh, death-related names, or or maybe oh maybe like the station manager's like yeah next uh, play that one band that's uh, uh, that slaughter or Slayer whatever it's called yeah and the guy's like all right and he plays Slayer <laughs> and he's like no you jackass no <laughs> the shitty one with the gay guys with eyeliner still banging girls it's weird slaughter that's the one. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. Could be. Could be. These are all uh, perfectly reasonable <laughs> excuses. But isn't it kind of a catchy song, Up All Night? Uh, if I was retarded. <laughs> no, yeah, it kind of is. I, I know. I mean, like uh, it, it, every hair metal song. It, exactly. Like every big one has a hook to it that you know definitely gets stuck in your head. Is memorable. It's not good by any means. They're... Right, but that, that whole genre was just pop music disguised as rock music. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's hooky, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it's also hokey. It is hokey, very hokey. Yeah, uh, but enjoyable yeah. for for its uh, 
its own lowbrow yeah. Yeah. sort of... Uh, I'd much rather listen to it than any kind of like pop country or R&B or anything like that. Oh, yeah. I will go on record. I would much rather listen to anything Def Leppard has ever recorded than anything Radiohead or Interpol has ever recorded. Uh, agree. <laughs> agree. And, and there's, they're not bad. Like, I could listen to Radiohead, but. I could not. But it's no unless, Mo- unless it was Creep. It's no Motley Crew. Or a cover of a Pink Floyd song. Mm. They've done that? They covered, uh, Wish You Were Here. I, uh. See, I almost think nobody should cover Pink Floyd unless you're like a punk rock band that hates Pink Floyd. Uh, because I like Pink Floyd, right? But like the only way you could really ever fix their music or or make it your own is by shitting upon it, right? right like right. I could see the Germs doing a Pink Floyd song, like doing "Wish You Were Here" or something, and just like out of tune and like garbled. That'd be funny. What about uh, Les Claypool? Oh yeah, he did. Who the animals, covered? Right? Uh, yeah, he covered the entire Animals. I mean, that, uh, that's cool because he's a big fan. That yeah. didn't, I mean, that didn't really need to be done, though. And also, uh, Have a Cigar, he has covered that song. Actually, that was better yeah, than the original. Cool. Yeah. I think that was better than the original, actually. <laughs> okay, forget everything I just said. <laughs> I'm full of shit. Oh, it's true. <laughs> so anyway, how was your Thanksgiving? It was awesome. Yeah? Uh, tons of food. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Good man. That's about that, it. That, that's all you got for me. Uh, I play. I played with uh, Theo for a while because mm-hmm. uh, he was all. He's, you know. he's not related to you. I thought you were spending time with your family. Well, I did. We oh, went. Okay. Over, we, we went over there. That's what I meant by Thanksgiving, not what you did after Thanksgiving. Well, it was still part of because you're still doing this, but <laughs> I don't I, consider it, this any part of Thanksgiving at all, right. other than it happens to be on the day of. Well, these were both Thanksgiving related things. We just went from house to house. Right. Kathleen and I went. But yeah, my mom's, we ate a bunch of shitload of food, and my mom just brought a new flat screen TV, and I Ooh. hooked it up for her, and yeah. Classy. Hooked, hooked her uh, DVD player in, and put in an Elvis no DVD. Blu-ray? No, no Blu-ray? No Blu-ray. No Blu-ray. Because there's no Elvis movies on Blu-ray yet. <laughs> probably, that's probably right. Although Blue Hawaii, that would make sense. That would work, yeah. Like to put it out well, right they're spelled differently. Oh, the blue? Blue. The word blue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they dropped the E. Yeah. That's right. Is it cheaper to copyright a word? Uh, one less letter. Well, you can copyright uh, something that's misspelled. Yeah. Easier, I guess. Maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay. Uh, fuck if I know. <laughs> I'm sure Brian Mitchell will write me and <laughs> he'll let you know. Tell me exactly what it is and how wrong I am. Mm. I'm not saying that with any bitterness or anything, but like, there's been like three times where I've. Said something idiotic on the show, and he's like, "Only three. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> well, th- those are the only three he's written to. Okay, about. okay. <laughs> he's being nice all those other times. <laughs> yeah. So, how about you? Uh, yeah, good I, food. Very good food. Uh, went to my parents. Uh, my brother and his family uh, came down from Indianapolis. Uh, watched some football. Uh, go Cowboys? Uh, sh- no. I heard they won. They, they won, I but uh, I nobody it. was cheering for them. Uh, we, uh, played with some kitties. Aww. So, uh, Max and, uh, JC. Uh, I hung out with my nephew and watched The Office. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. American? British? Uh, American. Yeah. Uh, because I've, I've seen all the British, I don't need to watch it again, or mm-hmm. something. 
six episodes of it. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. There are new ones of the American being made all the time. And see, that's America's, uh, you know, dry. Better. And yeah. We got better. We got the gumption, you know. Yeah. We don't just give up. Yeah, we're like steam engines. Damn straight. Yeah, that's what we're known for. Yeah. Across the globe. Television steam engines. <laughs> Television steam engines. <laughs> Oh, yeah, just uh, some very good food, and, uh, yeah. Watched, uh, like, half an hour of some uh, movie with The Rock. Oh. He he was in for Thanksgiving. I didn't realize you guys were related. Did he, uh, did he bring any, like, turkey or pumpkin pie, at least? He, he brought uh, the cranberry uh, <laughs> stuff. Uh, none of that canned shit. Like, oh. it was actual, like, cranberries, wow. like, mixed into, like, oh, a like, jelly. Like a bunch of, like, actual cranberry-shaped yeah. fruit inside yeah. of the wow. Yeah. He's top-notch. Yeah. No, he's not related to us. He's just a friend of the family. Okay. That's cool. He had nowhere else to be. Right. And uh, I guess my parents talked to him, like, you know, the other day. He also came over and fixed their uh, water heater. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah, his, uh, their, their, their hot water went out, so... And and with company, you know, they needed it because people want to take showers, oh, especially right. The Rock. He's a sweaty guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did he body slam your uncles or anything? Uh, well, none of my uncles were there, but uh, he did, uh, you know. Uh, margarita. Slam, body slam Margarita. Uh, margarita was not there. No. She is actually not related to us, despite her calling my mom mom. Okay. Uh, I thought she was somehow related. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she was not there. Because, you know, they have their own families to do stuff with. But The Rock didn't. That's why he was there. And if I would have said that anyone else other than my brother and his family and The Rock were there, I would have said that. <laughs> right, right. Right, and not... I thought maybe you were just excited about The Rock showing up. Well, of course. Clearly, right. Who wouldn't be? But, you know, I, I still would have put family first and mentioned all the other family that was there. That uh, was not there. That you assumed was there, I mean, but was not. I'm so confused. Like my uncles, <laughs> were not there. Right. right. <laughs> All right. That's great. I'm confused. <laughs> I thought that would just be one of those things where I said something dumb, and you'd be like, "Haha," and then we'd move on. <laughs> I'm trying out improv skills. Yeah. 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 We're- we suck at it. We do. Okay. We really do. Well, yeah. <laughs> at least we're consistent across yeah. the board. Well, we should take a class or something. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. class. I, there is one, seriously. Really? I, th- I think it's Sinclair, even. Really? I'm pretty sure. Wow. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. I can't go to Sinclair. I work. Yeah. They have night classes. Or online, even. Ooh, I don't think an online improv <laughs> class would be very good. Yeah, well, you know, you never know. It depends <laughs> on who your, who your instructor is, I guess. If it's like uh, Rob Schneider, maybe. Oh, yeah. Because he'd be he's teaching hilarious. a class in Dayton, Ohio. He's hilarious. Well, he's from here. Oh, okay. No, I'm thinking Rob Lowe. I'm thinking Rob Lowe. Oh, yeah. he's not a very not, good comedian at all. Not, he's not too funny. <laughs> not too funny. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess we should talk about uh, what this special episode is all about. No. Yeah. This is the first of three special oh. episodes. Bonus episodes, if you will. We are going to review the entire run of the Warren Ellis, John Cassidy, Laura Dupuy, Martin, whatever her last name is, the colorist, of their entire run of the comic book, Planetary. 
the trifecta. Published by Wildstorm via DC Comics, starting in 1999. Ooh, wow. And wrapping up 27 issues later, just this past year. Wow, it took him 10 years. 10 years for 27 issues. That's, uh, that's not real fast. No, no, it's not. No. John Cassidy took other jobs. I think that, yeah, they both were real busy. <laughs> I don't know the full extent of uh, why it was always so delayed, but man, was it ever. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always delayed. Was there ever, a, like, a monthly period? Uh, I think uh, when it first started, I think, like, the first nine, ten issues came out. Oh, really? Okay. And then, uh, like, between, like issues, like, 15 through 18 all came out in a chunk, and then everything else was just scattered over... Years, I probably had a few in the can or something when yeah. they started. Most likely, mm. I do know that uh, one of the books that we're not reviewing in this episode. Uh, it's stupid that I should even talk about it since it's going to be in the next one. <laughs> uh, but there was one issue that they were doing, and it sort of morphed into something else. And then that took like three years for them to do that. Bizarre. Yeah. That is bizarre. Yeah. I remember though, cause like it was announced at the time where me and this one girl were dating. And then like long after we had broken up and I had moved on to a new relationship, the book finally came out. <laughs> so weeks later. Weeks. Right. Days even. <laughs> it's like, wow, I can't believe that they did a 48 page special and just. Three days from them announcing it. That was amazing. Look at his split. So clearly, John Cassidy has the ability to be on a monthly schedule. I don't understand why this and Astonishing X-Men have always been so late. It's it's his uh, drug habit. It could be. I'm sure. He, uh, I think he and Mark Bagley smoked crack together. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. What? I was just checking out the uh, artwork. Uh, the Penguin. But yeah, planetary. Penguin is not in planetary, though. No, he is not. Yeah, so we reviewed issues one through nine of Planetary and the Planetary Authority crossover ruling the world. Because it goes right after number nine, continuity speaking? Uh, or thereabouts? Uh, it just, I think uh, I looked at the dates that it was released, and okay. uh, that just happened to come after the first nine issues. Uh-huh. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. And it also ties into uh, stuff that happened within the first nine issues as well. Uh-huh. So, Planetary, I believe, is... Uh, even though I don't have it on my uh, top ten list of uh, top ten comics... It, on should, our, it should be. On our Amazon story, it probably should be. Yeah. It is definitely... If it's not in the top ten, it's definitely top eleven. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Does it rotate in and out like most things? Uh... I think what happens is because it took ten years for it to come out, that I often forgot that it was a great comic <laughs> until a new issue came out eventually, and I'm like, oh yeah, right. I really like this book. Right. And you go back and reread them, and you're like, damn Skippy. Damn Skippy indeed. Just like I did three, four weeks ago when I read the first nine issues. <laughs> And it took you that entire time to, <laughs> to read them after I, I was, you know, going to school, <laughs> writing papers, and I don't know. 
I thought you were going to say writing poetry. Yeah, well, I did write a little little poetry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I finally got around to them. I read, I read most of them one day. Yeah, most of them. But. Most of them. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, planet, this, uh, you you uh, you you agreed to uh, do this bonus mm-hmm. thing with me uh, about planetary. I know you said you had read like the first four or so issues. I, I, I think. I think at least three, maybe four, but I think I only d- definitely remember reading the first three. Mm. Uh, as they came out, I bought right, them. Right, right. And I remember enjoying them, but I just, like, for whatever reason, maybe it was because, no, you said those were actually on time. But yeah, I just never, never kept up with it. That happens. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad. I'm glad I read them. Yeah? yeah they were good. Enjoyed them? Yeah, I Enjoy did. Enjoyed them a bit. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, let's, let's unravel this enjoyment. Okay. Uh, so what makes this one of your favorite comics ever? Um, well, the art, certainly, is uh, a huge part of that. And I think one of the things that even goes through the entire book uh, is that uh, you get to see John Cassidy get better. Yeah. Uh, like, starting in issue one... Like, he, it's really good art, but as the series progression, he just keeps getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And even, I think, by issue nine, he's, you know, amazing by that point still. Uh, right. But still, you know, it seems not fully peaked, I guess. Yeah. In number nine. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. still great, but just, you know, had yet to hit that uh, area where he was just like, boom. It seems like he was tackling... Uh like more intricate or at least uh I don't know I don't want to use the word showy but like there's like a lot a lot of splash pages in the like after the first three issues mm-hmm. and just get better and better like uh like that interior of the spaceship in number like 4 or 5 or whatever it is yeah number 4 and uh yeah I mean there's some really intricate nice nice uh line work and detail and yeah it doesn't really show it off too much <clears throat> in the first couple issues probably Getting his bearings still. Right. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that I really enjoy about this book is that uh, most of the issues are very, uh, like, most of the issues are, are, like, done once. Like, you can read any one issue, and, right. like, that tells the complete story for that issue. Right. But everything also connects into, like, this huge conspiracy that gets revealed. Right, right. And uh, I think that's just incredible storytelling. Like in general, mm-hmm. just like uh, any any media that can pull that off, uh, I think is is yeah, my hats off to it. Right. I mean, it, it definitely like like you said, like the one off, the one the one issue stories. I mean, it seems very appropriate because everything about this book, or like eighty percent of this book, feels like a nostalgic, like retro kind of right. like a hat. A tip, of, tip of the hat to something like pulpy or right. um, just something that obviously Warren Ellis grew up enjoying, you know, like monster movies and uh, ghost stories and detective stories and uh, like it's kind of like you know, like Indiana Jones, like right. Well, they are archaeologists, right? You know, I mean, they are uh, mystery archaeologists or whatever the hell like you want to call it, super powered archaeologists, yeah, yeah. Because they don't really fight crime. They're not no. superheroes. <clears throat> not at all. But they have power. Yeah. And there are references to superheroes in the book. And 
I know Warren Ellis doesn't particularly enjoy uh, the superhero genre. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think it's fun to see him uh, play with the stuff that, you know, he maybe doesn't have, like, a huge fondness for and find, tap into, like, what makes it good and right. special. Right, And, uh, you know, amplify it. And, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah, because it must be frustrating <clears throat> as a writer of, of mainstream comics to to realize that there are decent stories you can tell with superheroes, but to realize, like, that 90% of them either, either, either they're bad stories because it's just people fighting or... It, it started out as a good story, and since it's a big company, they want to edge the cross the giant crossover into your storyline. Right, yeah. And like, I, I'm sure it's a very frustrating genre to to be a, a writer who wants right, to tell yeah. creative stories. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, luckily, uh, I mean, I know Planetary. He doesn't own Planetary, but uh, for the most part, you know, Wildstorm just kind of let him be and. You know, uh, just let him have his own little corner of the universe and, right. and do what he wanted. So, and that's awesome as well. Uh, that's impressive because they could have totally been like, wow, it's been three years. We're just going to let, you know. Yeah. Uh, Scott Lobdell take over. Right. Here. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, hey, we really need you to have Wildcats and uh, guest star yeah. in this issue. And, you know, just uh, make Grifter do something cool. Yeah. Make sure he shoots something and says something awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Grifter. I don't know. I don't know much I, about Wildcats at all. I, I, I Very little I've read. He can be an interesting character in the right hands. Uh, I think Ed Brubaker did some pretty good stuff with him when... Uh, he mm-hmm. had him in like Sleeper and uh, oh really? He was yeah. in Sleeper? Uh, very little, but you okay. know, uh, did not know that. Yeah, you know, it was yeah, can be done correctly. Uh, yeah, but otherwise, you know, I mean, that doesn't take away from the fact that he's just a total gambit Wolverine. Yeah, um, yeah, one-liner masked guy, yeah. Snake Eyes ish. Um, Snake Eyes, no, no one-liners. No, Sorry. <laughs> that didn't make sense. <laughs> So, okay. Well, it's funny that uh, Larry Hammer actually uh, wrote Snake Eyes as like a Spider-Man type guy, always talking, always joking. But then, like in the first issue of GI Joe came out, it was just all uh, uh, somehow like all the dialogue got uh, put onto like Gung Ho. Really? Yeah. It was just like one of those like like Hulk wasn't supposed to be gray. Right. Like, right. Tones, yeah. Right, that sort of thing. Okay. <laughs> Ironic. And then, then it, but it became part of comic book magic. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I just noticed I didn't actually notice this before you mentioned archaeologists on the f- cover of the first issue it says archaeologists of the impossible ah uh, there we go and and they are like yeah basic I mean I'm sure most people of the of the five people that listen to the show I'm sure three of them probably have red planetary yeah but but yeah if you don't know they're basically every issue they investigate something right something weird something strange and uh they're trying to uh you know, collect information basically, right. and understand things. And uh, the the tagline that is repeated throughout the series is "It's a strange world." Let's keep it that way. Yeah, that which just... it's clever, but yeah, it gets old after it, the third issue. Yeah, as I say, like it would have been cool if they would have said that once, right? Right, and, and then maybe referred to things being strange in another way. Right, right. But yeah, it, it's not really like a clever tagline. It's just, right, right, right. It's a. It's like a. 
like something you put on a movie poster. Or yeah. Something. Like right. a, what do they call it? Is that a tagline? Yeah, a tagline. Okay. Or, yeah, something like log line. Yeah. Yeah, log line. Uh, remember uh, Lincoln Logs? <clears throat> I do. I, I just dropped it. a log about oh, two hours ago. Hello. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, that always reminds me of, uh, every time they said that, it reminds me of, have you, you've seen Blue Velvet, right? The David Lynch movie? No. Okay, well, there's a scene where Kyle MacLachlan, like, he's just, like, staring at, I forget what he's staring at, but he says... His, uh, his career going out the window. His career. He's staring at his career, and he's like, it's a strange world. <laughs> but, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh... Do you have a favorite issue? Because, you know... Yes. Issue 9. Okay, out of all this. Yeah. I believe that's that's issue 9. Is that the the fictional man? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Yeah, the the fictional man. And while I haven't... It's weird because I want... The whole reason I wanted to do this is because the last issue finally came out. I have not read the last issue yet. Ooh, you're going to save it for... I'm going to save this for... for, Because, well, I was going to read the entire series again... Anyway, okay, uh, just because a it's been like three years since the previous issue came out, and I wanted to just you know get all the the story elements in my head by the time I got to the last issue. Oh, perfect. Uh, so I don't know what's happened with the last issue, but everything in issue nine to me seemed like it was so important that like everything in this needs to be touched on again, and like it never really was between. Issue 10 and 26. Six, really? Okay. Uh, at least not that I recall. You may find out as we reread them. But, uh, like, I just always kept going back to issue 9. I was like, they've got to touch on this somehow. Right. You know, it, uh, but, and otherwise, other than that, it was just such an amazing story anyway. It was, yeah, that was the one that they were, they said, like, for Grant Morrison or something. Yeah, like yeah. It was very... Grant Morrison. Very Grant Morrison, yeah. yeah. It definitely reminded me of, like... Uh, like Doom Patrol and the filth, like Invisible right. obviously, yeah, yeah. Like just the weirdness and the fiction suits and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, it's so like his stuff is so like conspiracy, uh, acid trip, like yeah, yeah, mixture, and that's what that that issue was. <coughs> Excuse me. I really liked. I think my favorite one actually was number three. I believe that's a good one. The, the ghost one story the, one, the ghost in Hong Kong. Yeah, I really liked that. Just yeah. the whole the feel of it and like. And his art really shined, yeah. drawing like the ghost guy, and just the way that he conveyed that he was a ghost. Yeah, it was it was very subtle, right. and very good. Uh, there's really not a weak issue in the bunch, uh, especially in the first nine here. If there is, uh, it'd have to be the uh, Planetary Authority crossover. Oh, really? Yeah, it was all right, but it's, it's just an action story. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, some stuff in it, I think, that tie into, like, the the first issue and, uh, I think, issue five uh, with uh, the Doc Savage uh, guy, uh, Doc Brass. Doc Brass, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, otherwise, it's, you know. I like, oh, I like the Doc Brass stuff a lot, too. Me, too, as like, well, yeah. Because it almost seems like, I mean, this came out... I mean, I guess 99, that's a little later than I was thinking it was. I was thinking it was, like, mid-90s. But to have, like, you know, super-powered characters, and you have just a couple pages of them, like, just talking and laughing. Right. Like, subtle. I mean, like, sometimes there's pages, a couple pages of 
like just dialogue in those kind of books, but it's usually like, we've got to get the metacons, you know, like. Right, but they're know. not having any kind of right. real human conversation. Exactly. Interaction. Right. right. They're just like sitting on a hillside, like talking about how weird things are and right. sharing cigarettes. And, yeah. I mean, it was very, very like subtle and like it, it added a lot to the characters. Yeah. That's something I think that's missing from a lot of like hero books. Yeah. Uh, and I think other than, like, certain things like, uh, issue one, that's when they discover Doc Brass inside of the, uh, Adirondacks Mountain, uh, <clears throat> where he's been living for, what, 45 years yeah. or something like that? Garden of Portal. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but there's some action in there and a flashback when Doc Brass is, uh, Telling how he got to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> issue two is the, uh, that's the Monster Island yeah, one. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Not a lot of action in that one at all. Right. Cool monsters. Cool monsters. Yeah. Uh, like a dead Godzilla. Yeah. Then Mothra. Then Mothra. Uh, then, uh, issue three has a lot of action as far as the ghost cop. Yeah. But, like, otherwise, there's not really, uh, well, I guess what I'm getting at is that there's not a ton of action, but then you get to issue six, which is the introduction of the evil Fantastic Four. Yeah. And yeah. that is almost entirely, like, balls-out action. Yeah, that was a really good. Yeah. And, of course, the, the four, as they're called, uh, play a major part throughout the series. Okay. Uh, they are they are the main villains of this book. I, yeah, didn't they? I think they even mentioned them in... This and the authority crossover, like the uh, they might have, yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, yeah the artwork's beautiful, yes, beautiful. it is. I like, I like those, I forget which issue it is where there's just it's like pulp, a couple of pages of like a pulp. I like think a, it's uh, the, the one where Doc Brass and Elijah Snow are uh, having the conversation, okay. yeah, that yeah. one was awesome. The artwork is incredible in that one, yeah. Uh, I guess we should talk about the characters just in case any of our listeners have never read the book. No, uh, there's, uh, Elijah Snow, a, uh, 100 year old man with, uh, ice powers. Who, uh, who seems like the story is sort of over his shoulder. Like, right. The entire time. Uh, yeah, we're, we're seeing everything through his eyes because he's new to planetary. Mm hmm. Uh, and so he is discovering everything as we are, uh, despite the fact that he has done some strange things over the course of his history, he went off the grid, uh, before this book, you know, takes place and he's been found by Chiquita Wagner, who is sort of a, uh, she has powers, uh, she's real strong, Superman-ish. Yeah. Can she fly? Uh, she can't fly, but she can jump really high. Yeah. Knock uh, shit around. She's in- invincible, basically. She's super fast. She's super strong. Oh, yeah, she's super fast. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, borderline Superman-ish. Right. Yeah. Cuter. Uh, definitely cuter for, for uh, maybe, cartoon maybe, character. Maybe not George Reeves, but the rest of them. Uh, I always did have a thing for Dan- Dean Kane. Really? Yeah. It's, I don't know. I've always just thought Superman should be Hawaiian. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Why Red, not? Sun, Red Sun. Yeah. Right. Right. It makes sense. Yeah. 
And uh, the drummer. And the drummer. Crazy hipster talks to machines is insane. And, and if I heard the description of him, like, yeah, there's this character and he's got long hair and a goatee and he's always got drumsticks and he's drumming on stuff and yeah. he's funny, I'd be like, lose that character. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a good book without that character. Yeah. But he's actually cool. He, he does, yeah. And uh, eventually, I know, we, we get his backstory. And uh, he's uh, kind of a tragic character as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a way, they almost all are. Uh, maybe not Jakita so much, but uh, they all have their histories and you know, they fit into the book. I do know that uh, the drummer looks exactly like uh, John Cassidy. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That is what John Cassidy looks like. I did not. Or know. at least in 1999, that's what he looked like. <laughs> and, and, uh, and his power is what, like anti-surveillance or something? like. He, uh, he can just talk to machines, machines talk to him. But isn't there something like that, like... Even against his will, it's just nothing can, like, uh, record or oh, yeah. something like his, and if he's in the room or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah, he just, uh, I don't know, he's an electromagnet? I'm, yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? It's comic books. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's, I think that's basically, that's a really good review of Planetary right there. It's comic books. <laughs> I mean, it is like a yeah. love letter to every sort of nerdy pop culture like, not pop culture, but, like, nerdy pop culture right, genre. Right. Like, every... Pulp fiction, monsters. sci-fi, monsters, ghosts, right. superheroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's all there. Yeah, it's, it's all that stuff. And right. it's, and it's like, uh, well-written and fun. Yeah. You know? And uh, another thing I really enjoy about this book is that every issue does have its own... Uh, feel to it. Oh yeah, like you know, like uh, like you know, the 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 one issue is uh, with the the issues with Doc Brass are definitely you know, this is you know forties pulp fiction right. kind of things, and you know the uh, the Ghost Cop issue is definitely you know this is a John Woo movie. Yeah, right? back yeah. when he was good, <laughs> and making not anything with Nicolas Cage. And, right. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever see The Wind Talkers? Never heard of it. It's uh, the John Woo World War Two Nicolas Cage movie. No, wow. It's fucking awful. I've seen uh, what's it called? Trading Faces or whatever. Face Off. Face Off. Face uh, Off is good. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, that was good. That was him, right? Yeah, John Woo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Face Off is uh, pretty much the only good movie he's made since he started making American films. It's, uh, Broken Arrow. Eh. Broken Arrow. I don't think that was him. I think I think it was Broken Arrow. I'm pretty sure the, the airplane movie with John Travolta and Christian Slater. Yeah, yeah. I'm, probably, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ninety percent here. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I guess yeah, I'll, I'll that, believe you. That yeah. one wasn't as good though. But uh, maybe you're thinking a Hard Target because it has an arrow on it on the on the DVD cover. I'm thinking of Heather's. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Heather's. No. It was no, yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. But Jean Claude Van Damme reflected in an arrowhead. Yeah. I don't know that Hard one. Hard target. I don't know that one. Yeah. I've Jean heard Claude of it. Jean Claude Van Damme is uh, the Cajun. Really? Kicks a little ass with uh, with uh, the chick from Witchblade. Is he a cook in that movie? No, you're thinking of Under Siege. That's right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's not mixed. Cajun. I'm mixing it all up. Under Siege is not Cajun, but Under Siege oh. is a cop now. That's right. I totally missed that. Nah, I could have watched the the, the first episode oh, of Under Siege being a cop that, on uh, on TV. Oh, 
That sucks. Yeah. What's the name of that show? Like following uh, uh, Seagal or something? I don't know. Sheriff yeah. Seagal or something. Uh, I think it's. it sounds like one of his movie titles. Even. Uh, like Out for Justice. Something like that, yeah. Cold-blooded <laughs> cop. <laughs> I'm going to start calling him Under Siege from now on. That's his new name. Yeah. And, uh, Bruce Willis from now on is Die Hard. Uh, I guess I could call Jean-Claude Van Damme Jean-Claude Van Damme since oh, he's had a movie true. named after him. JCV, yeah. But uh, I think I'm just going to stick with Time Cop. Time Cop. Never saw it. <laughs> it's actually not awful. I'd call him Bloodsport. Ooh, Bloodsport. Oh, yeah. definitely better than Time Cop. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, actually, as far as name goes. That was a good film, too. I've never seen it. I've seen it like three times. Oh. Yeah, good. But uh, Time Cop is actually pretty watchable. Really? Yeah. You should uh, you should watch it. I know there was a ton of Time Cop ads on like either DC or Marvel comics around the time that it came out. Probably. Yeah. Just like Demolition Man. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was on like every issue of Invisibles for like two years. <laughs> like, can't get away from these things. Hey, it's a great movie though. It's pretty fun. It's I'd fun. love to watch it again. I have not seen yeah. it in forever. We should totally do that. We one. should oh, totally, totally. Wow, we're so off track. <laughs> this is the show. Oh. That's true. Have you forgotten? I probably have. Welcome to Gutter Trash. My name is Eric. I don't even remember what we're doing. <laughs> I was, it was planetary, that's right. I'm Jason. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Episode. Planetary 01. One of three. Or whatever the fuck I will name Act it. 1. Should I uh, should I use the Beastie Boys song? I, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, <laughs> that that'd be good, like for the three, the like the open end or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd yeah. be good. Because I don't think we'll we'll take a break here and yeah. then, like do a wrap up because right. we're not gonna announce what we're doing next. Right. Yeah. Because you already know. Right. Planetary yeah. issues ten through eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> and the one shot that if we'll I, cover. If I ever one. actually read those. Oh, you will. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you've read. Like, we'll reiterate, you've read all 26. I've read just the first nine. Nine. So, yeah. Plus, I'm, I'm excited. One. I'm yeah. excited to see the rest. Um, you mentioned that uh, the drummer looks like John Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, there's a character that looks exactly like Spider-Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And is that supposed to look like Warren Ellis? Is he supposed to be Spider-Jerusalem, basically? No. Okay, no. That is a bizarre issue. Um, uh, <clears throat> that was sort of his, uh, I don't want to say love letter to, but, uh, it was his commentary on Vertigo books, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause, uh, the cover and like throughout make you think that it's a, uh, John Constantine store. This one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah like the cover much. is very, uh, Dave McKeanish. Yeah. Uh, the character throughout is, is basically a John Constantine type, a, uh, cigarette smoking, trench coated London magician, con man, asshole guy. Right. And there's like the cast of Sandman. Right. Yeah, yeah. Swamp Thing and Animal Man. I think even Grant Morrison's yeah, in there. Yeah. yeah. Like undead Grant Morrison. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then at the end, he, uh, the whole thing is that he was a, uh, that he's died, this John Constantine character, killed by a crazy superhero who's been, uh, uh, been turned grim and gritty. 
And uh, it turns out that he faked his own death, and when he returns, he's shaved his head and given himself tattoos, and he looks like Sprite here Jerusalem now. Right. Uh, I think that was the whole sort of, you know, 80s vertigo is dead. Let's move on. This is the new stuff coming out. Right. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Like, because they sort of mentioned, like, how ridiculous all these characters looked. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't, I honestly don't think any of those characters right, look right. ridiculous, but I, I know what they're trying to say. They're like, you know, you know, move on to something new. Right, know, right. This is the old, this is the old thing. I uh, never, I never noticed that. You're right. That is like a very Dave McKeon cover. I never, right. even, never even picked up on that. It's a, it's a great cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them are really good covers, and all of them have their own design oh, yeah. sense. And that's, I mean, that's something obvious, but we should definitely mention that. Yeah. I, I meant to mention that when we were talking about, you, you said how every issue sort of has a different feel, even the covers. Right. Like, uh, yeah, definitely, like, uh, issue two definitely looks like an old uh, Japanese monster movie cover. Right. It looks uh, like a film. Yeah. Uh, like a widescreen. Uh, the uh, monster cover i think is awesome because it looks like the old mars attacks yeah yeah. um, or like an old movie like a 50s monster movie poster right like attack of the uh giant (laughs) cicadas yeah yeah. cicada woman from (laughs) neptune (laughs) with an exclamation point of course of course the the title uh but yeah that that uh that vertigo issue actually i think is probably the weakest one in Mm -hmm. this bunch uh it's still good you know but yeah it's yeah, definitely not the strongest one. It sort of had that same feel as like Spawn number ten, the one that Dave Sim Dave, wrote. Yeah, where you're yeah. like, you're like, I can't tell if I love this issue or if I think if I want to go, please come right, on, right, right. tell a story. <laughs> yeah, like it's one of those where like it's neat that they're doing comic book commentary within a comic, right? But at the same time, it feels a little forced or yeah, or yeah, definitely, yeah. That's uh, that's a great comparison. Right. I, that's all I do is great stuff. For oh, me. I know. I say a lot of great stuff. Uh, I know. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, but honestly, my favorite thing about the series, and like it's funny that we just mentioned this and I almost forgot it, is is the covers. Yeah. Like that, and that's not to demean anything about the inside. It's just it's so different and innovative and thoughtful on a like, well, quote unquote monthly basis to to change the cover up that much. Right. And, I mean, it's pretty easy. From I'm logo sure. design oh, yeah. to feel to everything about Ex- it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like especially the logo design. It's like, I mean, that's that's something that you know, if you're starting a comic, you basically don't want to change the logo every right. issue because people are like, what is that? I don't remember that. I'm fairly confident. Then this just may be uh, the shop that I, uh, the comic store that I shop at, <laughs> but I'm fairly confident that there have been issues of Planetary that I just didn't get. Right. Because uh, you know. It was unrecognizable <laughs> as uh, planetary. I think the same things happen with fables a lot. Yeah, that has a lot of shifting elements and stuff. Like the the word will be like the the title will be like in the bottom left corner, like right, up right. the side of a you know like a a bean pole or whatever yeah. that Jack's climbing or something. I think even like uh, I think I've seen a James Jean fables cover where like. Like the only part of the logo is like the letter F. <laughs> You're right. right. Yeah. It's like you can see like other letters are behind the yeah. characters, but you don't know what they are. And like if you have no idea about fables, like you know, characters on the cover are not exactly recognizable as right. characters in the book. Yeah, yeah, because it's always a different like fairy tale. Right, of, right, right. 
And that's what we love about Planetary. <laughs> <laughs> the fairy tale characters in the cover. Yeah, I'm actually surprised he never did a fairy tale issue. Yeah? Yeah. Maybe that's what 27 is. Oh, could be. We'll find out. Yeah. In uh, 57 weeks when we get around to it. It'll be quicker than that. But definitely uh, don't expect uh, the part two of this to be next week. Right, yeah. Or even maybe next month. Uh, we'll see. Like maybe by Christmas. Maybe we'll do a Christmas record. Ooh. Yeah, we'll just <laughs> do one every holiday for the next... Well, then that means we'd have to have the last day. three done on uh, Valentine's Day. I was going to say New, New Year's Day. Oh yeah, because be that would be the following holiday oh, after yeah, Christmas. We should like as the countdown. Oh yeah, right as the ball drops, we should be saying the last uh, our our last part of our review of number twenty-seven. Yeah, that would be uh, ingenious, ingenious and impossible. Yes. <laughs> we are not able to focus that well. No. <laughs> Want to talk some more about fables covers? Yes. Oh, I, lo- I seriously, I've never read Fables, but I bought the uh, the hardcover Fables cover collection, Volume 1. Art of the Machine. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, it's like, I used to think that Spectre had the best covers I've ever seen until I saw James Dean do uh, Fables covers. It, those are unbelievably good. It, it makes me want to never draw again when I see those. He is quite incredible. Yeah. Good good stuff. Would have been awesome maybe if he did some planetary covers. Oh, yeah. But he didn't exist then. No. He, Although he eventually existed by the time planetary ended. <laughs> well, he existed. Yeah. Sure. I think he was alive, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh... Good stuff. I'm warming up to it. Yeah? Yeah. For sure. Warming up indeed. I've got some, uh... Good elements in place. we got some good characters uh, Question. introduced. Questions Lots about Elijah questions. Snow. For Elijah sure. Snow, definitely. The fourth man. Who is he? Who was the fourth man? Who was the other third man that, re- that Elijah replaced? Right, right. And why? Why did he replace him? Well, right. you know why, because he died. Right, but I mean... Why did he die? Yeah, right. Or why did Elijah replace him? Well... What? I'm sure there's more to it, though. That's going to be revealed, I'm sure. Oh, Maybe. I don't know. Which which part uh, of of the the guy he replaced? Right, like like you know, I, I forget what it is that he says in the first issue where uh, oh, he's talking to Jaquita Bananas, <laughs> and he says uh, <laughs> uh, he's like, oh man, she's like, tell you some other time or something like that. Is that is that is number nine like the only time they ever really? get back into that? Uh, I think they bring him up one or two times uh, after that, but uh, yeah, like I said, uh, a lot of number nine uh, just kind of leaves you hanging for Mm. for more information, and uh, that's part of it, Mm. as uh, the fate of that guy and uh, who he was. Uh, I mean, a little bit is introduced here and there, but not a ton. Oh yeah, and, uh, but it does all kind of configure into the the conspiracy, the the, the overall right. story that's happening. Right, the underlying theme. Yeah, connects it all. I I I would want to say too. I love the way John Cassidy was able to draw like Matrix style bullet time. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that you can draw that. Yeah, and it looked it didn't look like wonky or anything. It was like that looks exactly like like a, a Wachowski Brothers effect right. from uh, Matrix. Uh, I think in that same issue, he also draws a car chase, mm-hmm. which is also incredibly hard to pull off in a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's some kind of good. He is, definitely. Uh, 
Shouldn't probably uh, go on without mentioning Phil Jimenez doing the artwork in the the crossover issue. Uh, I know I'm not the biggest Phil Jimenez fan. I don't think you are either. But still, uh, really good, though. There's, like, certain things I really dig his art on. Like, I really dug his Invisibles art. Yeah. And then I thought this was really good Phil Jimenez art. Yeah. Um, Please don't ever draw Spider-Man again, Phil Jimenez. (laughs) Yeah. It it was... uh, (laughs) Super shocked to see uh, his version of Spider-Man. Just not that good. It felt kind of not flat. Not good yeah. at all. Yeah. Like it. Like Spider-Man is so loose and like you know liquidy right. or whatever. He just, he's just always moving and nimble. Cr- yeah. And then like his stuff looks kind of static. And I think that works for a story like this. Yeah. Like that's sort of I don't know. Like even Invisibles, there's a lot of dialogue and right. You know, like, right. It, Slowed things down, which worked with the story, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I think Spider Man needs like. Well, I, he definitely tried to, to make Spider Man, you know, the way uh, Spider Man is, but uh, just, yeah, I don't think his style fits in with that very well, yeah. and it still came off very stiff looking. And But this, yeah. Yeah, this was, this was very good. Was Some good scenery. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a couple of those big, like, two page spreads. Yeah. With all the, like, uh, Iron, Alternate. Uh, what are those creatures called? Oh yeah, I don't know, drones. Yeah, the drones that flew out of the mountain. Oh wow, amazing stuff. And uh, like uh, we see the alternate versions of the Authority from other universes, and yeah, just yeah. really good stuff. And definitely, H.P. Lovecraft's in that issue, which is yeah. also kind of cool. Yeah, like, he's super racist, and he's afraid of Negro <laughs> eggs in his basement. <laughs> well, who isn't? I don't. Well, you Who don't, isn't? You don't have a basement, so you know. I'm afraid of uh, Negro eggs up in my attic. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess. I, uh-huh. I don't. I don't want to continue with this. <laughs> I started to say they could be anywhere. Those <laughs> Negro eggs. But I would never say that. So uh. I didn't. <laughs> hey, if you think I'm racist, uh, you should talk to my landlord someday. Oh, really? Not not a fan. Does he ever? Does he ever like talk to you about Puerto Ricans? Like. I can't stand the Puerto Ricans, and <laughs> you're like, uh... <laughs> no, but, uh, my mom has brought that up with him. <laughs> that that he's a racist and that she's Puerto Rican. Really? Yeah. Wow. How did that go? Oh, uh, well, he, he just uh, apparently is only uh, racist about uh, black people, so... Oh. Yeah. He's okay with Puerto Ricans, or at least he's okay with me and my mom. At le- yeah, at least to your face. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's not... Yeah, like... You're, uh, oh, you're, yeah, considering that uh, he's let me live here for 10 years and he's uh, been my mom's landlord for, like, 30. So, right. yeah, I, I think he's okay. Maybe, like, when he talks to his black tenants, he's like, I just can't stand the Puerto Ricans. You guys are fine. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's cool. Could be. Could be. <laughs> he's just Ooh. trying to make friends by making enemies. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, it's working for him. <laughs> cool. Scott, has got me pitted against my neighbors, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to fight. I'm not. <laughs> this is really uncomfortable, isn't it? Huh? No, I'm fine. No? Okay. Just, All right. I'm fine. All right. You're loose? I'm loose. Loose? I'm, I'm like a John Romita Spider-Man. <laughs> John Romita Jr. Or Todd McFarlane. Or, or, or Todd McFarlane. Or yeah. even a J. Scott Campbell, which I know you do not like, but uh, I love. Yeah, not a fan. I love his Spidey. Love it. I uh, love some Eric Larson Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love some Stuart Iman in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Not some Mark Bailey Spider-Man, though. Fred Hembeck Spider-Man? Uh, Fred Hembeck <laughs> Spider-Man would be awesome. It's pretty cool. He did one cover. One cover. 
You, uh, I don't know if you've uh, had a chance to check the internets since Wednesday, uh, but uh, Jeffrey Brown has a new cover. Oh, for the Secret Wars yes. cover? Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've always loved Beyonder in his uh, white leisure suit anyway. <laughs> and his uh, Jufro. His Jufro. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was, that was some kind of good check out covered blog. Definitely. Uh, I don't remember. We're both on there, too. Yes, we are. Let's and ourselves. Uh, our buddy Pat Kane. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And Fred Himbeck, we're, who we were just talking about. So, so you know what that means? What's that? We're all friends with Jeffrey Brown. Yeah, oh, literally. And whoever anyone else who's been on Alex this. Robinson. Alex uh, Robinson. Uh, 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 yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think it was just us five. Just, yeah, just the five of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rene French, yeah, some yeah. good stuff. But yeah, that, that 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 was great. And there's some really good ones on there. Um, did you you saw that X Men one that aired, there's like 55 comments on it or something? I did not see any with 55 comments, but I, I, I think remember like, seeing an X Men one recently. This is number one, the Magneto versus. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> I did not see. I think there's any like, of the comments on it. But. I was exaggerating. I think there's like 30 or 40 comments, though. Seriously. Wow. Yeah. Loving it or hating it? Uh, 90% of it loving it. Yeah. And there's a little, a couple people got a little too serious, I think. But, you know, that always happens. Oh, I, I saw that. I was like, that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's just great. I think uh, I got confused with the other X-Men cover I saw recently. It was the the one where uh, uh, the original X-Men versus the new X-Men. Oh, yeah. That one's Professor that was X standing cool. in the middle. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty it was cool. okay. Yeah. Not as good as X-Men number one, though. Mm-hmm. None of them are planetary, though. No. Yeah. Are we done with planetary for now? I think Anything so. else you want to talk about? Uh, we mentioned the four. We've got uh, other characters, Doc Brass, Anna Hark, uh, who's going to play a major role. Yeah, I think that was all I wanted to say. Fictional man, the other third man, Chiquita, the drummer. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Like, like you said, I like how you can... You could just pick up number seven and read it, right? Or you could like you know pick up the ongoing storyline, yeah. like amongst the whole thing. Um, you know, occasionally a, a comic will try that, but like All Star Superman sort of did that too. Yeah. But uh, it's it's hard to do, I'd imagine. Probably to make yeah. it work. And, uh, Especially if uh, there is an overall story that you want to tell. I'm I'm sure the uh, the desire to you know stretch it out among it. You know, like very slowly is is probably pretty easy, right? Rather than you know just only giving us bits and pieces while telling a different story, right? It yeah. seems like it'd be hard to pace two stories like that, yeah, or you know twenty seven stories like that, right? Or whatever. So uh, I will also say that uh, there's a negative thing that uh, I'll probably even bring up in the next two uh, batches that we do. Mm. Uh, Warren Ellis definitely has some weak areas. Uh, among them is characterization. A lot of his characters come off as being the exact same person. Right, like they, they're speaking from the same perspective. Right, right, right. They're just angry, bitter people versus the world. Yeah. They're all just kind of assholes. Well, they all smoke. Well, I was going to say, Elijah Snow, or, I mean, like this story, the number one sort of reminds me a lot of the first issue of Transmet. Yeah. Like he's just like this old guy that's like stayed off by himself, and yep. they the you know the world comes to like drag him back into yeah, you know, society, yeah. and that's kind of a recurring theme. Uh, yep, yep. But 
I think, uh, I think Warren Ellis has written some of the best comics I've ever read, like Planetary, like Transmit. He's also written some of the worst I've ever read. And I want to say that he needs to be edited. Mm-hmm. He needs, like, a guy saying, no, eh, maybe you should, you know, rein it in a little bit. He's the Bob Pollard of mainstream comics. Mainstream comics, right? <clears throat> yeah, maybe, maybe. Good, because, uh, uh, this book obviously had an editor and, uh, I think it was able to focus him right. and, and not let him do... Point him in the right direction. Right, right. So, uh, but yeah, this is definitely one of his better ones, one of his best ones, because it's, it's definitely in my top 11 of all-time mm-hmm. comics. Right. I think we should always expand lists to top 11, because it's really hard to... I mean, yeah, I, every, time, 10. Yeah, every time I've made a top 10 list, it seems like I'm always teetering on that last 10, like, I don't know what to... Put, but if you like realize you're like, oh, I've got two more, and you can just right, right. So no, I'm just gonna go top eleven for that. All right then. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, so uh, this, uh, I think this went okay. Yeah. Ad- adequately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we passed. We passed some time. Above average. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I had well, too late because there we're gonna do this two more times. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I want to read the rest of them, even Sweet. if, like, you know, our microphones uh, burst into flames and, you know, the internet collapsed, I would still read the rest of well, them. I think the internet might collapse. Mm-hmm. I think that might very well happen. It could. During uh, this Christmas holiday that we're going to be celebrating starting tomorrow for the next <laughs> year and a half. <laughs> Until the next Christmas. You know, I was bummed out. The road's not playing anywhere in Dayton. Really? It's only supposed to open this weekend. Really? I looked at the paper today. Did you look for today's times? Because today's is Thursday. Well, I, I looked in the uh, Go or whatever that has like all through the weekend. Mm. The uh, or the Impact Weekly, whatever it's called, City Paper. Uh, oh, they're not exactly a newspaper, are they? Well, but it has all the show times. Yeah, but they're not exactly a newspaper. Well, well, no. But it's on newsprint. That's uh, what it is. That it is on newsprint. I, I looked in the second and issue. There are pictures and words. I didn't see any show times. I looked in the second issue. Yeah, that's didn't. also just on newsprint, not an actual newspaper. You're, I think you're right. And, and I don't think you can predict the future. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Although, if you could, maybe you could have prevented this show from being awful. Nothing. Prevented every show from being awful. <laughs> I blame you, is what I'm getting at, I guess. That, okay. that, uh, this That's show fair. is awful because of you. That is fair. And not at all because of me and my awfulness. Well, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> So planetary, planetary, yeah, decent uh, book. Coming up uh, whenever second uh, bonus. will be the the second bonus episode issues uh, ten through eighteen plus uh, the one shot in there. Is it the Batman one? Yes, it is. I wasn't going to say that. Thank oh. you. <laughs> well, I just saw an ad in one of these. Before, yeah, and I was like, that looks cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> there I go again. Yeah. Ruining restored the Ruinator. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> Um, but yeah uh, don't worry Uh, we're still going to have regular episodes too Mm -hmm. Uh, by the time we're recording this the next one out should be the Brotherhood of the Wolf episode followed by uh, Beast Beast. 
which I think you just brought me today. Yes. Sweet. It is in your living room. Fantastic. Four. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>